Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. Welcome to Slasher Radio. We are back. I'm Bones, joined by Captain Fedora and Rob Humphrey. Hello, guys. Hey there. Hello. Happy to. We're, we're back. We had a week off. We did. We did. Nice. I went to see Pearl Jam, and you guys were like, fuck it. Can't do the show without Rob. <laughs> well, to move stuff around and this and that, and, you know. And there was no, there was no good day to do it either, because we always do it on the weekend. We normally do it Saturday night. And I was seeing Pearl Jam Saturday night. And then normally if we can't do Saturday night, we do it on Sunday, which is what we're doing now, which sucks, but whatever. <laughs> um, but I was also seeing Pearl Jam on Sunday. So, yeah. and, and plus it was, uh, uh, th- this is our episode 250. That's right. Somewhat yeah. of a milestone. And when I completely, it slipped my mind entirely until I looked at a calendar. Uh, this is also the week of the show's anniversary. Oh, oh. Yeah, so wonderful. So it kind of worked out. Five years. Five years. Five years. Five. You've been doing this long, bloody fucking years. Uh, don't so- you wish I'd been with you all five, Mike? No, no, <laughs> I don't. No. One of you would have been murdered by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, absolutely not. Because you know, I do miss the days where we could just like me and Bobby would just talk shit about you, and you couldn't really say anything back. It was nice. Yeah. Now I have to. I hit you up on Twitter. Yeah, but I could, I just didn't read any of those. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Whenever I did something and the episode came out and I seen you and I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Some I was scroll, but now you like retort <laughs> and plot and I have to deal with it. I don't enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so I it plus it made sense that uh we have a special guest this week. And uh I thought it made sense to celebrate the episode with, you know, and, and Tom Matthews was on I believe it was two years ago for an anniversary episode. No, 
Yeah. Um, I, I think it's now friend of the show, Tom Matthews. Yeah, sure. Returning guest. Uh, we have an interview, with, a discussion with him that you're going to be listening to shortly. Gets into a lot of stuff. Um, Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy came up. <laughs> yeah, he did. You <laughs> did. I can't believe that guy still dates you, Cat. I don't know why. <laughs> You, you, like, do you think he has a list of stuff that you've done to him somewhere? Probably, yeah. yeah. A long list. If he doesn't, uh, most of it's been brought up on this podcast. So. <laughs> a list of grievances. If a documentary of her relationship ever comes out, this is going to yeah. be prominent. There's a cornerstone of any good relationship, really, is a list of grievances. <laughs> Public yeah. ones. Yeah. On iTunes and Spotify and those great places. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, last week we we uh put out a, a a preview of the Patreon, which I thought was cool too. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are just listening. you beat me a lot. Yeah, I missed a bleep too. Which come to think of it, <laughs> you did. I did. So what did you bleep? You talking about Joe? Here we go again. You talking about? <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like me. If I take the bleeps out, it'll literally sound, <laughs> sound just like it. Uh, yeah, so you can go back, listen to that if you're uh, just hopping on now. Uh, just a preview of the Patreon and what you hear is an episode of Sexy Time with Rob and uh, an episode of Hard Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, and we just got done recording Killer Beats for the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, I sure won. Did. Congratulations to me. I don't think... You felt like a winner in that episode. I did not Rob. feel like a winner, no. No. That is the closest you've ever truly come to winning on Killer Beats, I'll be honest. Yeah, so a lot of fun over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash slash radio. You can check that out. Uh sports show, goddammit. Yeah, come on. You hear what I gotta put up with? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let, let's get to drink roll call, the stuff that helps us put up with it. Uh does it actually I'll go first if you guys don't mind. No, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. I have a little bit. I have three drinks in front of me right now. Jesus Christ. You're alcoholic. Well, two of them are alcoholic. Uh, one of them is a glass of pink lemonade. I should eat. God, God damn it. Yep. Homemade pink lemonade. Uh, love it. Shout out to Dami. How are you not embarrassed? What's wrong with pink lemonade? We've been over this. It's fine <laughs> if you're a child or an old lady. There's absolutely. Do you know I had a I had to bring my daughter to a, a volleyball thing at her school, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many little girls I seen wearing Crocs? <laughs> Seriously, because they're comfortable shoes. Children are wearing and, Crocs and stylish. I thought of you the whole way down the block. They are comfortable and stylish, and that's why people wear them. That's why children wear them. They are ugly and disgusting, hideous, hideous creations. But anyway, so I have my glass of pink lemonade. Also, the reason I have three drinks, this one, I didn't know if it would do the job. I have a, a, a vodka spritz. You're just not going to. You're a grown man. Yeah, I was there. It's okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was a vodka. I was at the liquor store. I seen, I was looking for canned beverages. Uh, it's Ciroc in a can. So it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a sunset citrus vodka spritz. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I only bought it because it was Ciroc, which is why you I can't. Have... It doesn't matter. You, there's nothing wrong with vodka. You can have vodka, all right. You cannot have anything with the word spritz in it. Yeah, no. When I it wasn't on the box, 
When I seen it on the can, I was very disappointed. Well, well all right. If it wasn't on the box, I'll give you a pass. Yeah, I didn't see it on the behind box. that shit again. No, I, I'm not. Although much better than High Noon. Oh like, yeah, this well. is actually good. Um, but I will say th- this is what I'm most proud of. So I have the Ciroc in a can, but I'm most proud of I have Malibu in a bag. What? Yes, I have a bag. <laughs> of, Damn it! Of They're Malibu. punching bags now. It's I, in a fucking bag. I thought I'd won with the jug. Now <laughs> I found a bag of alcohol. I found a fucking bag, and I'm looking through all the. How cans. does it work? Is it like a Capri Sun, like one of the fucking juice things? It's like a Canadian milk situation, right? Yeah, they do put their fucking milk in bags. <laughs> yeah, those stupid weird bastards. Who puts milk in a fucking bag? Um, all right, hold on. I'm gonna just send it to you guys. It is. I'm, I was very proud of this. I was looking through, and I was looking for something in a can. Obviously, that's the shtick on the show. And I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. I seen this bag on the show. I'm like, "What the fuck are you?" And it's Malibu rum in a bag. All right. I don't care for Malibu rum, but I'm not a fan of coconut. I know a lot of people like it. Um, but in a bag is interesting. Yeah, and it's wow. it's it does it too. It's rum, uh, rum punch, mango, orange, pineapple, cranberry, and coconut flavors. Right there in a bag. In a fucking bag. How do you drink it? It's got the spout on the bottom, like the box wine oh, does. Oh, I see. Yeah, look at that shit. Okay. Look at that. Hell. I will admit, I don't know if I've quite, I don't think I beat Cat's jug. Well, <laughs> there's something about a jug. Right. But, I mean, you've got a bag of liquid. That's a- that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. You don't you don't see bags of liquid often. No. I was I stared at it. I said, wow. <laughs> like I was trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, yeah I'd never seen that. Yeah. That's something. Although that's what the boxed wine is really. Yeah. It's just a bag, bag of wine inside wine. the box. Yeah. But but there's no box here. Right. Yeah, it's just a yeah. bag. They said fuck the box. <laughs> All right. There it is. Cat, what are you what are you drinking? I don't have anything exciting today. I have Dr. Pepper. Um, right. It's a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's off. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking Diet Pepsi. Yeah. So that's where we're at because well, Mikey took Sunday. all the alcohol today. <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, we don't record on Sunday, so I wasn't prepared. I was overly prepared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did have some uh, 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 a different uh, cocktail in a can yesterday. What yeah. was it? I sent you that picture of it. It was like a vodka cranberry lime. Oh, yeah. It was okay. I don't know. It wasn't great. But it was the best of the options they had. That's why I, I'm I'm drinking the, the the Malibu in a bag, too, because, you know, like a spritz and the, the canned vodka has never worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just all right. But I don't know. Yeah. Not happy at all. So, um, all right. Well, you guys suck. Okay. <laughs> Um, we do have a voicemail this week. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, discussion with Bob Matthews. Uh, we also have what? What is it called again? Gabagooly Mystery Corner. Have you gotten any more submissions, or are we still at a stalemate? Uh, we're still at a stalemate. Okay. I like that we're fitting that in, though. Yeah. I can't stand it. I, I have one that I'm. I. <laughs> Had thought about sending to Rob to ask if it was too offensive, but I knew that one, he would say no, and two, he would just send it to you immediately <laughs> if I sent it to him first. Is this the one from last week? Oh, well, yeah, there's still one that's like under review. 
send it. Just send it. <laughs> I already I have one queued up for today. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> All right. Um. So should we do the voicemail first, or should we insult me first? Which one are we going with here? Uh, I I've sent a thing. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> do you? Does anybody know how it feels? <laughs> to have to open something and you know it's going like it's purposely there to make you mad it's a pretty good one yeah i like this one wow <laughs> you guys do be tossing dough i don't know if i like this as much as the twix but it the is twix, that i mean that was so perfect yeah, uh, these go out on ifunny.co. Fuck them, okay? That's <laughs> where apparently this is from. So let's all start a petition to get them shut down because it's being racist. <laughs> yeah, it's not okay. Yeah, well, you you uh, get that petition set up, and I'm sure our listeners will run to fill it out. Yeah, it'll just be commented with memes. Yeah, <sighs> they won't even fill out the Patreon form. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what again these go out on our patreon i don't know how the fuck we got here but the the memes go out on the damn patreon for our patrons to to see what we're talking about uh but i will detail it's it's a google search with ufo spotted in italy and it's italian people making pizza and tossing the dough in the air and it's <laughs> it doesn't look like a ufo it's not funny it kind of looks like a ufo no, I don't. I don't like. I don't appreciate this at all. Actually, <laughs> hmm. was this sent in by a patron, Cat? Um, I don't have access to who sent which okay. ones. Okay, fair, fair. You don't have access to the Patreon either, do you, Cat? You don't know how to work it. <laughs> no. You've been hiding the fact this whole time, just making me look like a dummy. <laughs> uh, well, they're not sending them in through Patreon. I actually don't need to work it for this. But That'd be I, great if they did. I just dropped them all in a folder. Uh, so, well, are we only, we're only doing one this week. Yeah, we only oh, have one this week. Thank God. It's not a double whammy. Well, yeah. thank you to whoever sent that in. It's nice to show Mikey some support and love. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it's like this really is ridiculous. <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that this is what we do. Unbelievable. If there were an Italian UFO horror movie would you watch it not if it's stuff like if it's an like actual movie, movie. <laughs> maybe here's, i don't know here's the thing because i actually had an italian horror recommendation a couple weeks ago and you were like no you're just trying to make fun of me can you guys blame i'm like punchy now you know like <laughs> I can't, can you blame me if we're gonna do an italian film it has to be cruel jaws <laughs> no <sighs> All right. Well, there's the mystery crap. Um, if you want to leave a voice, we do have a voicemail to get to as well. If you want to leave a voicemail for the show, you trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, you can do that by calling in 917-397-KILL. That's 917-397-5455. And you can leave a voicemail for the show. Anything show-related, horror-related that you want to discuss, get off your chest, anything like that, uh, we'll play it on the show, and we will discuss it. You're about to hear right now. Hey, all Jinx again. And I was at work the other day, uh, 
re-listening to one of my favorite episodes of y'all. It's the Scream 2 episode. And something occurred to me. It's when Mikey did a horror court, and I apologize if this starts another one, but it was the argument that I actually brought up during the Scream 2 watch-along uh, where Rob was talking about Art the Happy Clown, whatever you call him. It's Art the Killer Clown, right? Yes. And how he uses a gun, and that kind of disqualifies all of them. And then me and Mikey made the argument of Ghostface using a gun, and then Rob came up with a valid argument as well, saying it's out of the costume, and he, Rob. Anyway, um, I decided to take it upon myself to try and figure out every single slasher that uses a firearm, and it oh is a God. very long list. Ghostface, if you count that. Art Michael Myers? Question mark? He stabs a lady with a shotgun, doesn't actually shoot it. Uh, I guess you can count Jason because he uses a harpoon gun. I, I, that, I don't know. Chucky uses a gun a lot. So I was wondering to you guys, I know Rob doesn't like them, but if a slasher uses a gun, are they still a slasher? Because Jason used a gun before. He used a harpoon gun. And Chucky, literally the very first thing we see of him is a literal shootout in a toy store. And they are probably some of the most popular slashers out there. So does a firearm not make them a worthy slasher? I don't know. I wanted to hear your guys' opinion on it. I'm dying. This cause is a horror god. My bad. I hope it doesn't. But, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Y'all have a good day. Huh. All right, Jinx. First of all, you got to find something better to fill your time with, my man. <laughs> what, 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 what is your life? Come on. Secondly, you, you mentioned it. Michael Myers does use a shotgun, but he doesn't shoot the gun. He stabs somebody with it, which is awesome. A harpoon gun and a regular gun are not the same thing in my mind. That's fair. Right? And, the, and a harpoon gun is just fucking cool. And Chucky, we see the shootout at the beginning, but that's not when he's Chucky. That's when he's Charles Lee Ray. But in the graveyard scene, in Bride of Chucky, he's holding a gun and he does shoot it. Does he kill someone with it? Uh, he shot Tiff. He tried does... to shoot the, the chick in the grave. No, no, it doesn't count. Not the same. Happy the <laughs> Shooting Clown is a terrible villain. He's not a terrible villain. I, at all, by any means. Chucky uses a gun. It, it, you can't take anything away from Chucky because he's Chucky. It's I can. Not... And I'd also like to say, too, thank you, Jinx, for doing the legwork on this. I appreciate it. Don't listen to Rob. Get a hobby. Anyway, I, I does it take away? It depends on how it's done. Like, if, if, it's, if the whole movie is just someone running up on people and shooting them, obviously they're not a slasher. But if you have a case like Art the Clown, where he is doing everything under the sun and it happens to include a gun one time. It's not that big of a deal. No, it's a huge deal. It's terrible. So everything else he did, which was a million percent slash. I couldn't see anything else he did. <laughs> oh my God. Terrifier two is coming out. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'll see it. I'll watch it. It's going to be amazing. We'll see. What are you going to do if that movie is great? I'm going to look for my name in the credits. <laughs> it's not going to be in there. Uh, I wish we could have got that from there. Uh, 
but I mean, come on, man. What what say you, Cat? You're awful quiet over there. Yeah. I was trying to see if I could come up with any more like any other kind of Oh god, she's gone down a nerd rabbit hole. Now. I was going down a nerd rabbit hole. No, I was just trying to think of like if there was any more context. I can't come up with any more off the top of my head. Uh the closest thing that I have is stuff like you, you know, there were a lot of guns swapped around and stuff like ready or not. Um Yeah. I I think like you said, Mikey, I think it kind of depends on how it's used. It doesn't bother me in Terrifier, and I think it is just because he's using, like, everything that he can use. I think, honestly, this is... Okay, the gun thing was never something that had bothered me before we started having these horror courts about them. Now that it's come up, I think it might bother me in Scream more than it bothers me in Terrifier, because that feels like a last resort kind of a, like, under-preparation thing. Whereas in Terrifier, it really does feel like he's rounding out a collection, and it doesn't bother me. Thank you, Kat. I I will say, oh, actually, I think there are some, this is adjacent, this is an adjacent point. I think that if there are too many guns in a movie, I'll stop thinking of it as a horror movie, and I'll start thinking of it as a thriller. Um, a really good example of that would be C for me. Uh, which I saw on Shudder recently and was like, I feel like that wasn't a horror movie. And then it's like, was it not a horror movie or were there just a lot of guns? <laughs> Did I get confused? Well, it's the same problem the Purge movies run into, right? Eventually it just turns into a bunch of people shooting each other and who cares? Yeah. It's just not entertaining. And it really bothered me because See For Me had such a good premise and then there were just, it was like a big shootout, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's not in Terrifier. He uses a gun one time. It's terrible. He does. You cannot erase a million things over one thing one time. You just can't do it. That's not my only problem with the movie, though. That's that's what everybody people focus on the gun thing because I don't like it. But that's not the only problem I have with the movie. It's not a very good movie. Greg likes to. I think I would. You know, I I usually just get mad at Greg and tune him out or yell at him about the terrifier thing but i genuinely i should ask him is that because that's all he brings up is mm-hmm. the gun and you have brought up the lighting which is a little bit ridiculous but terrible uh, lighting uh william dolphin the he he brought up a great point when he was on cat i don't you weren't here for that uh, i wasn't here for that one that was one of her many days off <laughs> <laughs> i will say this cat this is the one the the only argument i will entertain was from william about Terrifier, and he brought up the story. Okay. The, the story arc of it wasn't great. He said he needed to know more about... That I can see and agree with, even. Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think if you didn't watch All Hallows' Eve, the end of Terrifier is really dumb. And I yeah. think it really bothers me just because it... It was trying to be a standalone film. I feel like they should have tried harder to make it work as a standalone film. That's And that's fair. That's very. I also take into into account who knew, you know, the terrifier is going to blow up the way it did. You know, yeah. but, but understood though, valid. But you know, Greg and Rob and just bitching about the gun. Rob brings up lighting, which isn't even true. I don't know. I, I don't. It doesn't bother me. Ash used the gun a lot. Granted, not a villain, but still. Yeah, yeah. Ash isn't a villain. That's fine. I do think that's kind of a weird... If the you... Deadites started using guns, that'd be weird. 
it would be. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. Um, just just for the humor of it all. We don't think about double standards like this a lot, but that is kind of a weird one that horror movies have. I don't care if a protagonist uses a gun. Like, if a final girl has a gun, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's still, it's still, it's not like Art ran around with a gun the whole damn movie, all right? Well, apparently he did, because he had it when he needed it. Right, when when all else failed, he had it. Just because he, he gets shit done, no matter what, he gets shit done. I can't wait for this. Terrifier 2, I planted my flag for Art the Clown and Terrifier this entire year. And here we are. It's judgment Day is among us. And Rob, you're gonna have to take. If this movie is good, will you pout about it or will you give it to it? Uh, no, I'll give it the credit that it uh, that it gets. But uh, you know, we'll see. The trailer doesn't look promising. What's wrong with the trailer? I don't know. It just doesn't look very good. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. We will. Cat's gonna have to be the one because you're gonna just say it's bad no matter what. You don't know that. You've and you've taken a pledge to defend art more, so you have to say it's good. Yeah, Uh, it could be the worst movie ever, and you're gonna be like, Oh man, it was so good. That's not true. That's not, I will give if it's bad, I will, I will come out and say that it's bad. You have my word, but then again, you guys don't believe me with a lot of shit that I say is good anyway. So, because a lot of stuff you like is terrible, (laughs) unbelievable. You know, I got some questionable shit. This is a big stretch for me because I have. Terrifier 2 coming out. I got my balls on the line for that one. And that new Scream movie. Oh, yeah. Ghostface goes to New York. Yeah. Got a lot to worry oh. about. Uh-oh. I know that we we're not talking about news, but I did read an article, I like a little snippet that was going around about how the Final Destination 6 team got the part. Did you see that? No. What? They faked. Uh, they faked an accident on the live, like on the Zoom call. Oh, when they were talking with the uh, producers, no, that's pretty clever. Really? It was pretty. It sounded yeah. They they had a they pretended to light the back of the set on fire and they put it out and then they let the um they had pre recorded footage that they looped in of the ceiling fan falling and killing one of them. Oh my god. Uh <laughs> they looped into the end of the call. And they wow. were like, these guys really want to do this. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. Let's give them a shot. <laughs> Another like, movie I can't wait to see. Hey man. I'm more excited about it now. <laughs> yeah. And didn't um Jeffrey read it? Je- when he when Jeffrey was on, he told us that the guys from Scream were involved. Like, I mean, you know, they there, there's more signs that this Final Destination movie is going to be good than the, the upcoming Scream movie. Not to yeah. say one way or another. That's true. It might be better than Six Cream. It's not Six Cream. <sighs> um, yeah, that's cool. I, I want. I'm going to look that up. I actually want to see that now. Yeah, yeah, that does sound cool. Thanks for bringing news to the show when we weren't going to do it, Cat. Well, I got excited. <laughs> Thanks for bringing controversy to the show, Jinx. That's what, that's what we need more of. We don't argue enough around here. But no, it's, it's Terrifier 2. When is that coming out? Soon. Right? Yeah. Like next week. And it's getting like at least a partial theatrical release, which I'm excited about. I thought so. Oh, yeah. Because I remember going, really? 
<laughs> they're gonna put it in theaters <laughs> i haven't seen anything about it in theaters around well, maybe here maybe not and keep in mind too one of the producers did tweet that because it's in theaters a lot of people are saying it's gonna lose its gore he said it is bloodier and gorier than the than the first terrifier and he said it is the goriest film that has hit theaters in the last two decades mm. oh no it is gonna be in theaters here I'll be able to see it in theaters. There you go. Be able to. <laughs> Out of all the shit you go and see, Rob, you, know, you, you have to see this. Come mm-hmm. on. You want to see Smile for crying out loud. I am going to see Smile, probably. Yeah. yeah. I haven't bought my ticket yet, but probably. I saw Don't Worry, Darling, and I really liked it. And then I see all the interview or the reviews have been terrible. I was going to ask how that was. I really liked it, and I was I was stunned to see these reviews. People are shitting all it's over. It's got like a thirty four percent, I think, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was really good. That doesn't say much. It was a terrible theater to be in, though. Just full of fucking girls there to see Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah. that checks out. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. problem. It was it was not a I mean it was not a pleasurable viewing experience. And I tried to I was gonna try and fart them out, but I wasn't loaded up. <laughs> and I don't know if I could fart an entire theater of people out anyway. <laughs> Rob moving from section to section. Yeah, so, okay, I mean it was so annoying. But um yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie and then I saw the reviews and I was like, holy shit, everyone hates this movie but me. This picture Rob walking up and down the aisles with his popcorn, just blasting ass. <laughs> oh man, uh, you're not ashamed of yourself with that. Mm-mm. All right, guys. So Don Matthews is it, Don Matthews is here. Uh, enjoy. He gets into a bunch of stuff. Some good stories for any of our maybe younger or more casual fans who are not too familiar. Anybody who's, who's a longtime horror fan will know Tommy Jarvis from Friday the 13th, uh, The Never Hike Alone, the spinoff, Eternal Living Dead, Returning Guest, the iconic, the legendary Tom Matthews. What's going on? Not much, not much. Uh, how's your Sunday? Uh, it's been very productive. Yours is better than mine, then. <laughs> Taking off, uh, leaving town tomorrow, going to New York City, then uh, off to Toronto to uh, Horrorama. It's a convention over the weekend. Going to see my daughter, and uh, she just started um, NYU. Ooh. About three weeks ago, so we're going to go hang with her for a little bit, and then show on up to Toronto for the weekend. That's awesome. All right. I it's it's difficult. It was difficult for me because last time you were on, we spoke about, you know, your your how you got into acting and all that stuff. So we're not going to rehash all that. Anyone who's listening to this and go back to listen to our previous interview with you. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that you have coming up that you're working on. Yeah, uh, because I'm so I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very interested to hear not only your thoughts on these projects, but also how you pick a role, because I'm not going to lie. I'm looking through some of these movies and everything about them just interests me. 
And I've never <laughs> seen somebody who's like, you know, you look through somebody's filmography and all that, and it's stuff is like, well, what the hell are they doing this for? Your roles, like your your choices look for these films look awesome. So um, I wanted to start with the final. Well, let's see what happens in the next uh, six months or so. You may be saying something else. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Uh, well, well, maybe we'll get back to that a little later. We'll try to. Okay. Um, final summer. It looks like yeah. a, this is a callback to uh, the Friday the 13th franchise. Uh, Absolutely. It's uh, Camp Silver Lake instead of Camp Crystal Lake. Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. what what was your thought process on taking this role? What intrigued you about it? And what's going on? Well, I like the, uh, I like the director a lot. So that uh, is helping. I like his, his ideas and, and uh, you know, what he has done in the past and stuff. So um and his, his vision of what he wanted to do with the project. So that was why I got involved in it. And he wants to go, he wants to make a sequel as well. So that's something, because he, he wants to make a sequel because he's really excited about what they've come up with. So uh, I haven't quite seen the finished cut. I've seen some correct, some cuts that needed to be corrected and some edits and stuff. Uh, but I'm waiting for the, his, final, his final version of it. Okay, how do you feel about that? Because, you know, we'll obviously I'm sure we'll get into it later, but these callbacks, there was another film recently, which um, is escaping me for some reason, but there's a lot of movies that are coming out that are kind of like trying to become part of that Friday family without officially. How do you feel about films touching uh, that that area? Uh, I'm fine with that as long as they keep, they, you know, everyone keeps in their own lane. You know, right. I, don't like, I don't like the Freddy versus Jason stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Freddie should just have his Jason, you know, should keep in their own lane and do their own thing and they're within their own franchise. All the fan films are are most of them are are pretty good. As you know, I'm doing the Never Hike Alone mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And then we're we're we just shot the teaser for Never Hike Alone 2, which is gonna be incredible. That's gonna drop on in January, uh Friday the 13th, because that's the first Friday the 13th, and then we're going to shoot principal photography uh, sometime in the spring or, or summer. So that we got that to look forward to. And like I said, the teaser is the beginning of the movie. So it's pretty cool. There's some, some nods to uh, uh, Corey in, the, in, in our teaser. So that, that should be kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, that that we're definitely going to touch on because that everybody's talking about. Yeah, the, right. And then I think the other one you're talking about is Go Away. Yeah, Felissa Rose as well. Yeah, yeah, Felissa Rose. Uh, she is my sister-in-law, my loudmouth sister-in-law who thinks too much at a family uh, event, and then we uh, we get some unexpected guests, and they're they're in for a, a big surprise when they uh, invade the house. Though, I'm married. Also married to Tuesday night. She's also in it. Uh, it's a new marriage, and there's some uh, family issues. She got the father died, the mother got remarried too soon, according to the kids. So we all kind of come together, and 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 then uh, we get these unexpected guests. Hmm. Okay. Script, out everybody. Is great. For that. A lot of family, a lot of family dynamic, uh, uh, and. Uh, you know, it's going to be should be really good. The script is fantastic, and and that's where I think it, it all starts. And 
Uh, also, the the uh, another one that I, I noticed was Jam and Dead. Jam and Dead, yes. Uh, that one. <laughs> uh, it's kids. I, I have a very small role in that. Uh, the main characters are these. It's a horror movie. These main characters, they need to stop and gas up and get some food, and then I'm I'm the guy behind the counter. And then I uh, I kind of did more of a caricature. Um, uh, and then they go, oh, these, these kids are on their way to rent this house, and they got it for a really good deal. Uh, surprisingly, it, you know, a surprisingly good deal. And if it's too good to be true, it usually is because uh, a lot of them don't survive. <laughs> so that that makes for a good movie. Um, are you the guy at the gas station who's like the harbinger in that film where you tell him not to go there? Yes. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Oh, you read the script? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of an awesome role to be. I was just going to say that like that has to be the most fun to play, right? That's uh, so much fun. Yeah, I did uh, did more of a caricature than, than closer to myself. But it doesn't seem like you do many of those. So is that like, you know, taking on a fun kind of role like that? Is that is that something you enjoy? Like, obviously, acting is its own beast. But, you know, being able to just kind of do something like that, because, you know, Friday the 13th is a perfect example. The Harbor that kind of created that whole type of character. Is that fun, too? Like, what goes into doing something, something like yes. that? I mean, it's all fun. You know, I always find the fun in it. And once I once I sign on and then the juices start cooking for me and I think of what I can do to, you know, bring something different to it. I used to work with a director called Albert Pune and did 10 or 11 movies with him, or maybe 12. And it was really fun because he would just hire me and then I'd get the script and I would just come up with all these creative things. And I think that's why he kept hiring me because I was it was all always kind of unique characters and, and things like that. So it's very it's fun for an actor to have that uh, latitude to be able to create something, uh, you know, that's fun for you and hopefully fun for the audience. And I, I believe you touched on that last time you were on and you, you said having a little having freedom in, in your role is so important. And, yeah, I'd imagine that that would be those are the best type of people to work with that will allow you to have that kind of that range in there. Absolutely. Yeah. The best directors know a little bit about acting. So if you really want your movie to sing uh, and be honest and you'll, you'll get good actors and you'll let them bring stuff to the table. And, you know, uh, the more honest, the better it feels and the, the more people can t tap into it and feel for the character or hate the character, depending on the role. Right. Absolutely. You mentioned Never Hike Alone 2. Yes. And it's the most anticipated Friday the 13th stuff we've had <laughs> in a long time. Dude, I mean, Never Hike Alone Never Hike Alone has 3.7 million views on YouTube. Absolutely. It's amazing. it's amazing. So much fun. And then, of course, we're bringing back uh, Vinny Gustaferro as the the sheriff now. So he'll, he'll be back in it. And then the maggot head will be back in it as well, Jason Voorhees. Of course, and mm. uh, the the mother from uh, Never Hike No Never Hike in the Snow is is is, is also involved. It's almost a direct uh, continuation of Never Hike Alone. When I jump in the ambulance and head bring uh, the kid to uh, the hospital, right? 
And is, it'll also be the first time that uh, Rick Cologne gets to see uh, Jason in real life. He's always thought that was um, Tommy Jarvis, you know, killing everybody and stuff. No. Right. Does it surprise you? Because you you mentioning the views, because it, it's still mind-blowing. Because we grew up in a time where it's like fan films were, that they were that. They were fan films. And that's all they were. Yeah, um, and they weren't very good. It was like you and me going out with our yeah. 16 millimeters and, you know. <laughs> or our cell phones. <laughs> or cell phones. Which can even, film now, too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> later on. And, uh, yeah, later on. But, uh, yeah, it was, I think we touched on how I got involved in yeah never like alone so uh that was interesting but um yeah you know fan films weren't great they were fun but they just the production value wasn't great i think never like alone has really set the bar really high for fan films to to match it absolutely and i feel like like that that's pretty much where it i mean you know you had gems here and there but never hike alone was the one that really got the attention and the production value was there and it was like a full-fledged movie um th- th- does it ever amaze you how many views that some of these fan films get i mean they, they get view- more views than some movies well yeah uh well never hike alone 3.7 million times what 10 boxes uh Thirty-seven million dollars it would have brought in yeah. the box office, so that's that's pretty impressive. That's at ten bucks. Yeah, for more, you know. <laughs> so you know, probably forty million, which is which is huge. And hopefully, the producers, whoever's going to do the thirteenth one, through the studio, will you know take notice and uh, uh, give Vincent Desante a shot at it. Yeah, they definitely need to look at those guys for making this this hopefully 13th film if that ever comes to fruition i'd love them for you know to do like a halloween thing and forget seven eight nine ten and eleven twelve and just take it from jason lives and go go forward from there that would be would make a lot of sense actually yeah for the fans and love to come back yeah jason lives the best in the franchise by the way no, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't care what anybody says. You, sir, are Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> well, I'm uh, kind of solidified. I'm in the game now. Uh, yeah. Uh, crossed over to many fan films, Never Like Alone. And I think I'm not in Vengeance, but I'm all over Vengeance. It's my family. It's, you know, right. all that. And then also... Uh, different uh different avenues and stuff the, the game was a lot of fun uh which is creating a whole new you know fan base of kids because eight nine ten year olds can be gamers but they, they probably shouldn't uh see the movie just yet but they certainly can be a fan of jason by playing the game or but at 13th you'd be surprised how many you know late teens and even adults because yeah i'm a huge fans my literally my favorite game friday the 13th and um you know you talk to people on there you get to chat and and they're like grown adults where you, you, you get to talking about them oh what's your favorite one and they go oh i haven't seen them I'm like what the hell <laughs> you know but, right. but, it, but they do all it's always followed up with i've been meaning to because the game kind of brings them into it exactly exactly and that's what i mean the kids if you're a parent and <laughs> 
parenting well, you shouldn't let your kids see it until, well, I didn't let mine see it until they're 12, 13 years old, just because the content, I didn't want them to have nightmares as well. So, um, but you'd be surprised how many, how many people have seen them. And it's usually a, a, when they've seen them younger, it's usually a, 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 the babysitter or an older brother makes them watch it or the, the cousin makes them watch it, you know, to try and scare them. Uh, yeah, that's half the fun of them, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. been the video game and these fan films that you've been involved with that have kept the franchise alive over all these years as they've been in court. You know, I think you're right. I think I yeah. think you're right. I mean, it shows. I mean, you know, we're hungry for content, and um, we're just trying to. It, it, it created a whole new. Well, created. There's obviously a, a need there, so that was uh, that was part of it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're we're horror fans, so we you know so many things come to mind when the genre is brought up. But if, when you speak with people who are casual or even maybe not horror fans at all. You say horror, they think Jason and that that mask. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Kane Kane Horror gave me a a nice compliment. He goes, you know, we never worked together except for in the game. Uh, But he said, uh, whenever someone thinks of Jason, they think of Tommy Jarvis. So that was, I thought that was generous for them to say. Yeah, and you know the the character you brought up a good point, and Rob, maybe you could talk to it a little better since because we were having the discussion with all this news and everything that's been quote unquote news has been coming out about the <laughs> franchise. Oh, I think it's kind of just the idea that he just laid out that we would like to see a continuation from like part six, um, where they sort of just toss some of the sillier stuff aside. You know, um, the, the franchise if they're going to pick if they are going to make this thirteenth movie um that 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 would be the great way to go is sort of uh not completely re reboot it but uh to pick up where um they left with part six because that was you know such a great movie and jason in space uh is as much fun as jason x is by the way it's a it's a really fun movie we don't need it um we don't need jason goes to hell or jason in manhattan Did you start picking on Jason X because you saw I hopped back no. in? <laughs> no, no. That was all pure coincidence, but I'm kind of glad it happened. Dang it. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, that's what I'd like to see. And I'd love to see, uh, you know, Mr. Matthews come back and play Tommy Jarvis because in my mind, he is Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. And yeah, kind of like you said earlier, uh, Tom, where, you know, Halloween did it and, you know, Scream has made its resurrection back into the into the forefront. You know, it's the 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 even Texas Chainsaw. Let's not spend too much time talking about it, but they try bringing <laughs> back, you know, the the legacy characters the best they could. And we were talking about what Friday the Thirteenth could do to fit the new mold. And the the old, you know, Kane Hodder could come back and play Jason. That'd be great. But really, if they want to do it right and fit what the mold that these new these movies are coming back with with these legacy characters. Tommy Jarvis would ha- I I would be pissed off at this point honestly if he was not involved in anything upcoming. It kind of makes sense. Um you know, he's still tortured. I think maybe him and Megan the sheriff's daughter probably got married at some point, had a couple of kids, got divorced cuz he couldn't get over his nightmares and just knowing that Jason's out there and not chopped up and sent up to- the four corners of the universe uh 
is I was afraid he's going to be coming back at some point. Yeah. It, no matter what happens, though, it has to be Tommy Jarvis wearing that iconic jacket because that thing is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one of those? I that was my jacket. That's what oh, I really. That's what oh. I was hanging out. With. Yeah. Oh, oh really? My suspenders. Uh, yeah, it was my 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 getup. I even worked uh, in Return of the Living Dead. Someone pointed out that I had suspenders in that as well. So. Um, <laughs> I shot those a year apart, so that I guess I was into suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> there, speaking of Return of the Living Dead, there's a, a semi-famous story going around it. I, I don't know how true it is that um, you didn't know you could wear a fake earring, so you actually went and got your ear pierced. Is no, that just the opposite. I knew I could wear it, but okay. the director wish I, you know, didn't do that to my body. I didn't. He said I didn't need to do that. I see. Okay, I was more right. of a method guy. You know, it helps me get into the role and, and, and things like that. Okay. Uh, we just did an episode actually on that not that long ago, and I watched it for the first time in a long time. And the one thing uh, that really stood out to me was the uh, chemistry you had with James Karen on screen. Um, I mean, the bits with you guys together were just absolutely hilarious. It, I was, I wish that there was a series of like uh, comedy, slapstick comedy starring the two of you, you know? Yeah. Um, what was that relationship like off screen? That was, you know, we, we did the second one and we did the second one because it was huge success in Japan and they, they wanted us, they felt pretty much the same way you were just speaking of. Uh, we were a big success over there. And uh, when they went to go make the second one, we weren't in it, but the J Japanese requested that we be in it if uh they were going to give money to have the dis the rights to distribute it so that's why we came back in part two because it doesn't make sense at all because you know they dropped a nuke on us uh <laughs> and during that uh movie we discovered that we were born on the same day wow yeah oh, that wow. was it yeah so every year after that we celebrated our birthdays together and uh jimmy was near and dear to my heart and just great memories during the first one, um, all the stories and, you know, just uh, him being an actor in New York and on, on plays and talking to his famous movie star friends and all the story. And he had, you know, fun stories that, uh, and I was just wide eyed. I was just a sponge at that young, I think it was 23, 24 when we filmed Return of the Living Dead, and we, we, we spent a lot of time in the makeup chair together, and that's when the stories uh, uh, happened that he would lay down. But uh, yeah, so we, we, we didn't live too far from each other, uh, about 20 minutes away from each other, so we always shared our birthday together every year after that, and I would have him come over for the holidays. Him and his wife, Alba, would come over for the holidays later on. Oh, I love that. So we were close. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was af almost afraid to ask that question because I didn't want the answer to be like, oh, I hated that guy. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> oh, he was, was a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. With because you know we we become such big fans of these franchises to hear the the bonds that they form behind that we have no idea about. Well, it's so, funny when you're on location. You, I mean, it's happened time and time again. You make plans with the other co-star or who, whoever you meet on the set. You know. Mm -hmm. And then you get back into life and life catches up and, you know, it's all well intended too. It's all heartfelt and 
right promises are made and then just life catches up with you but with jimmy and i it just we just worked at it and we made it happen and just adored him is there can, can you because you mentioned all the stories is there anything that sticks out to you that you could share with us that you know just something that yeah really- uh he was really good friends with uh, Jason Robards and he was doing, Jason was doing a play in, in New York and Jimmy was hanging out and he must've seen the play, you know, five, 10 times. And uh, Marilyn Monroe was in the play. She was in the first act and the fourth act. I forget the name of the play. I could probably look it up and find it. Uh, but um Jimmy got uh, thirsty, and uh, of course the bar was in Jason's room, so he went into his dressing room and to make make himself a drink. And in there was Marilyn Monroe, and the President of the United States at the time, JFK. Mm. And they were getting busy. Oh my God! Jimmy walked in on him. <laughs> he apologized and walked right back out. And then. Um, the reason he told me that he had this, he had this lighter. It said JFK on it. That those are his initials too. Jimmy Karen's initials are JFK, and those were also the president's initials. And that lighter he was received by him from the president as an apology for them not locking the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible! Wow. Yeah, that, that was probably the best one. <laughs> that that yeah. is incredible. Wow. <laughs> Usually the apology would go the other way around, though. That, that's a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> wow. No, I I asked Jimmy. I said, you know, he got he was he was he was getting on in age. He was ninety four when he passed, and it's about four years ago now. And uh, I said, what's it? I mean, what's it like being getting older? I mean, you know, what do you, he says? It, he says it's all about routine. I said, yeah, go on. He says, yeah, it's, you got to have your routine. He says that. 7.10 in the morning, I take a leak. At 7.20, I have a bowel movement. And at 7.30, I get up out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I go through a lot of sheets. <laughs> you got to have consistency. <laughs> that is hysterical. That's great. <laughs> um, speaking of things that are hysterical, we we have uh, you know, at like most hard content, we you know, we have fun with ranking things and and all these things, but um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this since you're you're one of the utmost uh, I guess you call experts on the the Friday Thirteenth franchise. Tom, Cat uh, here, her boyfriend is not a horror fan at all. Yeah, and she is introducing all these movies to him for the first time ever. And Cat, uh, would you? We wanted to get your thoughts on on his ranking of of these some of these movies. Cat, would you be able to? What were, I forget what they were. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can pull those up real quick. Uh, I will say he's a big Tommy Jarvis fan. Uh, okay. That's like his favorite ongoing arc. Okay, good. Although he's coming around on Jason X. Where? <laughs> All right. Um, so Friday the 13th ranking. All right. So we have seen. Why do I only have nine slots? There are 10 movies. What is going huh. on here? <laughs> so you guys have rated them. Yeah, uh, these two made me rank them last year. We all <laughs> ranked them together. Got it. Uh, and then I took my boyfriend's rankings because I knew that he was, um, I knew it was going to make them mad. <laughs> okay, so number one uh, is six. 
And oh, then nice. two, yeah. one, four, eight, five, nine, seven, three. <laughs> three fell dead last, which really irritates these two. It's the lower end that bothers. You know, the top half, <laughs> he's not that far off on the top half. But that lower, but Dom, to, to have three <laughs> as the lowest, it, it just has always blown my mind that I can't get over it. How do you like? What are your thoughts on on the, the those bottom three? Well, honestly, it's been a while since I saw them, and the last time I saw all of them, I saw them chronologically after I got part six. Okay. So uh, I went through one through five and was terrified to do six after I saw five. Why is that? Because the content? content, it looked, it would, the, the way it, it didn't, the, 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 the cinematography was flat. The story was not great. John, I like John fine. John did a great job for what the role called for. Uh, but it just, it looked like a porno. And then <laughs> I to understand that, in fact, the, uh, the director was, he, was, he did direct porn. At some point in his life, so it terrified me. And and then I talked to Tom McLaughlin, our director of Six, and he kind of you know set it straight. So that was I think four should probably be up there a little bit more. Uh, and I, honestly, I don't remember. I remember one. One was fantastic. Two was with Steve Dash, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. The sackhead, yeah. Who, uh, I had the I had the, the the honor of sitting next to before he passed at a convention. Uh, our tables were side by side, so I really got to know him that day. And uh, really special guy. He just you know, no bells and whistles, man. He just told it like it was, and very blunt and uh, you know, very honest. And I appreciated that from him. Uh, which one's Jason goes to hell? Because that one should be at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> it's his it's third from the bottom. It's third. Okay. It's ridiculous. He liked it more than three I was watching. I was watching Jason Goes to Hell and I was freaking yelling at the TV. I couldn't <laughs> and I forced myself to watch it the whole thing out. The whole time I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? It just was so bad. Just that so was bad. <laughs> That was the one uh, when we all, when the three of us did our rankings together, that came bottom of the list. Not just for <laughs> across Friday the board. 13th, but across yeah. the board, yeah. And then her boyfriend comes along, Tom. It's <laughs> just like, what, what are you doing? And seven okay. was worse. <laughs> three <laughs> was worse. Wow. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen, actually, on, I, I haven't seen a lot of the one later ones. So uh, I just happened to, you know, I was scrolling through the cable channels and, there was uh, Jason X, or Jason Goes to Hell, sorry, and they came on, so I, I watched it. But, oh, it was bad. Painful. Okay. I saw Jason Goes to Hell in theaters, and I was so mad. <laughs> Just, I mean, yeah, because the first 10 minutes started. You know, you could, like you could have got your money back if you would have watched yeah, the fr <laughs> The first 10 minutes starts off like it's going to be a really good Friday the 13th movie, and I'm in. And then it just takes that left-hand turn out of nowhere. And it's just another, what, 80 minutes of awful. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, the worst. They, they didn't even spell Voorhees right on the mailbox. <laughs> they didn't. 
not for nothing. I think even the bad ones, it's kind of like we wouldn't have it any other way looking back at it. You know, like it yeah, kind of look, if it wasn't for the bad ones, you wouldn't appreciate the good ones, right? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. like with anything in life. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Tom McLaughlin, the director of uh, part six. And uh-huh. I, you know, we talked about the the Never Hike Alone guys and giving them a shot with the 13th movie. If they don't go that way, I'd love to see them bring him back. Well, he's got a he's got a script and it takes place. He does. And he he told me about it. And uh uh Tommy Jarvis is not in it. It takes place in 1990. Uh and then uh it happens on the other side of the lake where there's uh another campground. Uh at Camp Crystal Lake, but on the other side of the lake, and it's, uh, it's female heavy, he said. So there might be, I don't know, I wouldn't even know, but a, a lot less guys. Yeah. Well, he's He really, I mean, with part six, he really nails the mixture of everything I want in a Friday the 13th movie of just, he gets the the mixture of the fun and scary all, all together at once. It's really a great film. Yeah, no, he's uh, he was a big, he's a big horror fan, you know? He's, loved all the universal horror movies and you know he's got all the nods from uh with the lightning bolt was from frankenstein and you know uh we've got the uh, in the phone booth scene where i'm calling the sheriff's daughter the karloff supermarkets behind me the little market so he has a all these little easter eggs playing all over the place because you know he's a big horror fan and that's what the new movies are all about, too. Yeah. You know, the callbacks, because, you know, yeah. that's where it all was born. Vincent DeSante, too, is a, he's an encyclopedia. Now, he knows everything. Yeah. He, he uh, when he was a kid, he lived by a lake in the forest. So, you know, he grew up with love in part six. And I always thought Jason was going to come up out of the water and go into the forest and stuff like that. So that was his, his uh, upbringing, basically. And. You know, it's it's amazing that he and I got together uh, at all. It's just from from his passion and, uh, you know, how I got involved in Never Hike Alone to, to begin with. Uh, to do a fan film? Are you kidding me? That's like <laughs> insulting. <laughs> it used to be. It used to be. So when I did it, I was like, I told the, I told the executive producer, because we're having dinner. So that's a long story, but he said, I'm doing a fan film because you want to do it. Would you like to be in it? I'm thinking, sure, never. So I said, yeah, send me the script. He goes, no, they've already shot half of it. And they they had, they had shot the first half and they did it chronologically for some reason because you never do that when you're filming, but they would go up there on the weekends and just set it all in order. So I was able to see the first half of the movie and it was fantastic it looked like a full-blown studio movie i said i'd love to be and the, the kid was great in it uh the lead guy was very topical the guy that's GoPro and rating hiking trails and it was just very current and you know i thought it was a great idea and it was filmed beautifully so i got involved that's that's awesome that's awesome mr matthews you've been very great uh we're very grateful for your time that you you have given us uh i did want to kind of i asked you this last time you were on and the saddest part is it's been i think like two years now since something like that and you know i'm going to ask you this question again and there hasn't been much a little bit of movement but 
Oh, oh, hang on one sec. Just to solidify my Tommy Jarvis, uh, me being Tommy Jarvis, I have uh, a letter here mm-hmm. from AARP, and it's it's made out to Tommy Jarvis <laughs> and my address. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's my address and Tommy Jarvis. Wow. I have so a name at the what is this? office, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is hysterical. That's so cool. You should like frame that or something. I have, I keep getting them too. I have three of them sitting here. Tommy Jarvis and my address. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. That is hysterical. If there's any, if anybody needs a definitive answer to that question, Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> He's officially retired, apparently. Yeah. Hopefully well, he, not, though. You can get discounts now on uh, on stuff. Yeah, like car insurance. And all <laughs> car insurance. <laughs> yeah. If you need a tow, call Tommy Jarvis. There you go. <laughs> um, but my question to you was, um, it, with, with the, the current situation of the franchise, which, like I would say, it hasn't really changed. Uh, but if if you had a... You know, if, if someone walked up to you and said, what, what is your dream scenario outcome of all of this? Like, how, how would it go to you? Yeah, I, I would I would think uh, uh, Tommy is still in, in, in he's in the woods. He's been prepping. He's been waiting. He's he know until Jason until he dies, he's going to be tormented by Jason, you know, unless. He blows up his body somehow, or there's a definitive way where he's destroyed somehow, some way. And even then he may not, you know, be resolved in in his soul about Jason. But I think he's, he's been around the lake. He's uh, keeping his eye on the town. He, he's more of a hermit. He's got his own, shack or cabin and and stuff maybe he's got a couple of dogs german shepherds around he's been setting traps he just probably goes into town and gets supplies and he may have a job uh where he's you know behind the scenes doing stuff to make a little little bit of money he could even be selling weed who knows He has his own dispensary now. Yeah, yeah. he just drops it off. He's got his own, you know, he's working the field, working the land. I'd buy the uh, Tommy Jarvis train. <laughs> yeah. I would. That'd be a pretty good idea. Friday the 13th train. I would exclusively. <laughs> I, we might need to copyright that. Yeah, guy. it'll make you hallucinate. You'll see Jason. Oh, no, I don't want that. That's too far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I see him so being tortured and, and having nightmares and stuff like that. And, and, uh, being more of a loner because he's just uh, keeping an eye on on, on the lake because Jason's still underneath there and and something something can happen. I, uh, someone sent me a script and it's a great idea because of global warming. You guys are gonna love this because of global global warming. Can't uh, Crystal Lake is the water's dropping, the water's dropping. Ooh. So we do a drone shot and you see the crown of Jason underneath the water just kind of bobbing. That's how much the water has gone down. Well, that does sound cool. Drone shot. And then a storm comes in and a lightning bolt hits him on the top of the head and brings him back to life. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd watch that. (laughs) 
that and it, there's so many ways you could go that'd be a great opening yeah and then uh you know fall into some traps and tommy's on the hunt again after of course jason rises and kills a couple people and then that kind of gives tommy the heads up because uh there's that there's that angle someone also told me about a, a series where uh like the fugitive mm-hmm. uh tommy's hunting he's going to these unexplained murders and how they he's more like a detective and he's going there to find jason so he's, he's investigating all these murders and stuff like that which i thought would be an interesting uh, tv show every weekly you know solve the murder if it's jason or or, or not yeah yeah i mean did we see the the rise of these hellraisers come into a series child's play all that stuff you know there, there's room for any we just want content like we were talking about earlier we want yeah. something yeah 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 that that all sounds so good we're gonna have it with uh friday the 13th in january a little teaser and then uh a little never hike alone and then uh you know there's other fan films coming out as well so um uh, that should be fun and hopefully they'll make a great, they'll have a great script, uh, whoever does it. And they bring back Tommy Jarvis and, you know, that would be the ultimate. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Um, Mr. Matthew, I have one more question for you. And it's, it's somewhat ridiculous, but uh, you brought up the game earlier. And um, there's been uh, a, a pocket of, of fans who, for some reason, this has taken off. in a small a small light but a lot of people there's a line from tommy jarvis in the game Uh and i don't even know if it's so much of a line as as like a i'm going to try my best to recreate it and i I, people want to know if it was you making the sound or if this is something that was taken from somewhere else ad-libbed whatever but there's a sound that is is along the lines of like an and people have just taken to that yeah, that's that was me. <laughs> that was you. So that that was you. I did when I went in to do the game. Um, I they had my character uh, on the screen, which that's a whole new and whole another uh, conversation about how we ended up with that likeness of me. The first one they sent me because I, I I had photo approval. The first one they sent me uh, was dark hair. Five o'clock shadow, and it might you know look like I needed a shave. I think that Dark. image leaked at some point. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was never. Uh... So we went back six times before we settled on on that image. But so they had that image uh, going through the game and doing different things, and I would add voice my voice to it. And then they had me do some wild stuff, like when I was being choked or beaten or whatever. So that was that was part of that. Thank you. <laughs> there it is that is amazing and you know and like i said we've heard people talking about it and i never took notice like it never i've heard it it just never stuck out I did, yeah i did a bunch of grunts and stuff <laughs> yeah and then i heard it and me and my friend we just laughed our asses off really like, that does sound pretty cool <laughs> yeah that was all improvised <laughs> yeah that, that was that was awesome. grunts and groans and movements and <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing um, rob did you say you had something uh something in closing for yeah Matthew? just uh I, we mentioned uh conventions came up earlier and yeah uh, yeah you, you know, have you noticed that they've been 
uh, super crowded since they've uh, picked back up? Because yeah, I, went they, Ho- I went to Horror Hound in Cincinnati uh-huh. uh, it, back in March. And I mean, that place was just packed. Have you have you noticed that everywhere? I have. I, I was doing them towards the. Well, it was a gray area whether COVID was still people. People were wearing masks uh, like a year ago and they were keeping their distance and that was fine. Never had any issues um, as far as getting COVID at, at, at a show because of the, the but it was less, definitely less, uh, less people there, less fans there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's just like coming back with a vengeance. I'm, I'm doing five in October um, uh, coming up. So that should be fun. And I'm already scheduling stuff for next year. Um, so yeah, people wanna wanna get out, say hi, and talk to everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes it. Uh, I mean, it's nice because there, you know, uh, plenty of people around and plenty of people to talk to and stuff. But yeah, I just noticed there were so many people. I mean, yeah. many, many more than I was used to. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was the last. I did a, I did one at the Crypticon in uh, Minneapolis recently, and I sat next to a vendor. And he makes these uh, he makes these masks, these silicone masks. And you know, CJ's always doing uh, photo ops and costume photo ops. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool if the guy made me a mask of Freddy in Return of the Living Dead, full zombie, Ooh. as a photo op? Yeah. Just put that thing on, get my jacket on, and do a photo op that way. I thought that would be pretty cool. The things aren't cheap because they're custom made, but right. I think it'd be, be really cool to offer that, have that. But yeah, got a bunch going on. Got uh, uh, Horrorama this weekend. No, next weekend, the following weekend in Toronto. Um, then Scarefest in uh, Lexington, Kentucky on October 21st and 23rd. And then heading off to Toronto, back to Toronto because Horrorama is in Toronto. And then I got another one in Toronto. Uh, October 28th, 29th, Brightmare at the Falls. And then uh, I leave there Sunday morning, go down to San Antonio, Texas at Retro Rebel Fest. And that's on Sunday, October 30th. So that's two in one weekend. Mm. Uh, and I can make it. So that, that, that'd be busy, busy, busy month. But it's fun. It's great to see everybody, all the fans. It's just amazing, I, you know, talking to everybody at, at the shows and stuff. And just the support and it's just uh, amazing the legs that these movies have had, particularly uh, Friday Part Six and, and Return of the Living Dead, and they still hold up. And you know, I think they'll stand the test of time, obviously. So, yeah. so Return of the Living Dead just got remastered recently. Yeah, correct. Yeah, That's, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting that. Yeah, yeah. That that in 4K would be. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Matthews, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, is there anywhere that you know that's centralized where they can see where you're going on these these? Uh... Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have a fan page on Facebook. I usually post stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you can't get out to a convention, I have TomMatthews.com is where I have all my horror picture photographs and and things that I usually bring to the shows uh that are offered there for people who don't want to travel or can't travel or you know are in a different country or whatever i've sent stuff to brazil and argentina and uh philippines and all over the world 
from the site. So it's uh, it's been it's been you know helpful. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah. Do you ever get people to ask you to sign weird stuff when you're doing the convention? I did. I did. I had <laughs> one guy. He had me sign his arm. His arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it got slow at my table, so I try to go around and I try to check out all the vendors and you know help them out and buy some stuff or whatever. And then <laughs> I was walking by, and there was that guy. He was getting a tat my 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 signature tattooed on his arm. So that was that was wow. kind of oh yeah. well. That makes sense because you sign his arm, it's just going to wash yeah. off. But if he gets it tattooed, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, that was that. I signed breasts for free. Um, <laughs> as as I would too. <laughs> um, but that that's the that's the probably the uh, most interesting thing I've signed. That, <laughs> and I've I've shown my movie star friends. I said, but you don't have one of these because <laughs> the horror fans are the best. <laughs> you never know what you'll get. That's right, <laughs> like a bag of chocolates. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thanks thank a lot. You. No, thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Keep an eye out for uh, Friday, January 13th for the, the dropping of uh, Never Like Alone 2's teaser. Yep. And then uh, in 2023, uh, Final Summer and also uh, uh, Final Summer and Go Away. It should be coming out uh, about the same time, I guess. Right. And, and maybe when the, I'll reach out and, you know, check availability, maybe we could talk after they come out when you can yeah, that'd be great. get into Love it. That, that yeah. sounds great. Perfect. Have a great day. Sir. Thank, Thank you. you very much. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have fun. Bye-bye. terrifier too that seems like a trap i don't <laughs> <laughs> you show up and it's just some boarded up old house and they're like yeah come in a clown with a horn outside leave your cell phone <laughs> you're like haunt <laughs> oh no that would be that's a theater that would probably do really good business though if it was yeah. just like well, a horror themed movie theater that would be kind of crazy yeah I remember there was uh when I lived out in Alabama there was like one movie theater that was just like very decrepit and the sign out front was boarded up and it still ran but it only played the live action Beauty and the Beast and <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that it was like I was like it's crazy that they haven't like changed the sign since Beauty and the Beast but that's what they were playing and I was like oh <laughs> all right <laughs> I think the whole state of Alabama's decrepit and haunted so it's fine <laughs> that's uh, fair. Yeah. and how come we we get terrifier too but not haunt too i would like to see haunt too well, damien buffet not that everybody picked it up but uh damien buffet said they're working on it actively all right all right guys i hope everybody enjoyed that don matthew's always a pleasure and of course i'm always a pleasure so it's two pleasures at once <laughs> double your pleasure double your fun that just sounds disgusting. I never want to hear you say it again. <laughs> uh, uh, if you enjoy enjoy the show, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Uh, you got all of our behind the scenes stuff, Easter eggs and uh, extra show every week, all that Unboxing stuff. Unboxing videos. Did you ever post those? Oh, fuck me. Yeah. By the way, that thing 
it downloaded invalid again. Man, Rob's gonna what are kill you. Doing? you. <laughs> <laughs> it won't download. I forgot to tell you about that. I'll try it again. If not, there just may not be an unboxing video. <laughs> but yeah, go check out the Patreon, support the show. Uh, tiers starting as low as three dollars a month. Uh, go to slasherradio.com, check out all of our articles, episodes, interviews. Uh, and I'm at Mikey's Den on Twitter. That's it. You follow the show on Twitter too at Slasher Radio. Rob, where they find you? On Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can listen to this or life wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Eventually, we'll do a new episode. Eventually, you'll talk to them about the mascot thing too. Mm, no. <laughs> wow. Well, so you just didn't point to say no. Okay. Yeah, there's, I'm giving up the ruse. No, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Cat, really fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore Valor, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvalor.com. And uh, you can pre-order as of last week, I think, um, but we didn't do an episode. Uh, you can pre-order Strange Weeds, which is a weed-themed horror anthology for charity. It supports The Last Prisoner Project. You can check out the pre-order link on Amazon. You sure can. Look at that. You got that in in 10 seconds, Kat. Good job. <laughs> I know I had a time limit. Oh, my God. I practiced with, like, a stopwatch earlier today. <laughs> yeah, I just went to Google it because, uh, like Kat said, uh, well, she said in our group chat, this is kind of up our alley, specifically me. With the weed. <laughs> so I do okay. want to check this out. What did you say? No. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's on. Am- I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. So head over to Amazon, check out Strange Weeds, a charity anthology. And that's it, guys. Uh, come back, check us out next week. It will be Patreon week. Uh oh, already? <laughs> yeah, it, this should be Patreon week, but we had Tom Matthews, so oh, we figured right. they'd understand. All right. Yeah. So then we march into October. Uh, see you later next week, guys. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.